Hey everyone, I'm Alex Cantor. And I'm Lily Rosenthal. Welcome to our podcast, Hot Pastrami. We are coming to you from our favorite booth at Cantor's Deli here in LA. We're going to invite some of our friends to join us for a chat over some matzo ball soup and pastrami sandwiches. So join us for new episodes of Hot Pastrami every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. See you soon. Bye. Hello, friends. Welcome to the Live Boldly podcast with Sarah Shelton Kranz. This is an inspiring podcast for those seeking proven ways of healing, growing, and transcending their lives. I am a legendary leader in healing, acclaimed author, keynote, and TEDx speaker, a mom, an adventurer, and a believer in all things possible. My mission is to guide others to live their life boldly, regardless of circumstances. I believe we all have the power to overcome and lead joy-filled, happy lives. Recorded from the trail or in my office, every other week I share inspiring stories from everyday people because we all deserve to be heard. You will also hear from hand-picked professionals ready to guide you beside me. Are you ready? Let's do this. So I flew in two days early to Sedona and these girls without ever having met me drove from Phoenix to Sedona to pick me up in cars and we all met and we drove to the South Rim together. But while we we're in Sedona, Kelly needed a hat because she didn't have like a hat with a visor, right? So we were on a quest to get Kelly a hat and I walked by a store and I saw this dress hanging up and I couldn't get, walked past it, couldn't get my head off of it, walked back, everyone came back with me and I just on a whim bought a dress on my way to hiking the Grand Canyon, bought this dress, right? And for whatever reason, I was called to buy the dress. And I didn't really have a great reason because I didn't need a dress like that, but I just needed to buy that. So that night we talked about it, I told Sarah, she's like, bring the dress into the canyon. I was like planning on just kind of keeping it in the car. And so that was the first call moment where I just could not get the dress out of my head and it had to come to the canyon with us. So that dress ended up being like the talisman of our trip, you know, where every one of us wore it and had our breakthrough moments in it, a lot of us, you know, wearing that dress. So that was one huge moment that I had to say yes to something that was a completely outside of what would be considered normal, right? To, to, to buy a dress on your way to hike the Grand Canyon. Friends, welcome to another episode of the Live Boldly podcast. This is a solo cast, so go grab your journals. There's a lot of really good info in here all about resiliency through difficult experiences in your life. First, we want to remind you of a few things. February Grand Canyon has a wait list. April is filling up. We have July and over Thanksgiving this year, 2022. Uh, These Grand Canyon retreats are three months long. It is a journey, experiential journey into self. They are deep. They are amazing. They are transformational healing. So freaking much fun. And I welcome you to them. Some of them are co-ed. Some are all women. Um, We also have a kayaking retreat out of Alaska that we are also filling up right now. It is a co-ed. We will be kayaking out of Whittier, Alaska, uh, camping. Oh, gosh. This is like, so water healing is very different than land healing. And those of you that have been following me, you do know this. um, You've witnessed me uh, talk about this, right? Like water healing is very fluid. Uh, Land healing is very grounding in a different sort of way. Both retreats are absolutely, I don't know even what to say. They are amazing. Um, Very uh, 
very deep, very spiritual um, in a uh, inner way, right? In like a finding of your inner self. Um, and so if you are at a place where you are looking, where you might be stuck, you are looking for transformation, you are looking for guidance, quite frankly, into self, um, these are, I welcome you to them. Uh, again, Alaska, we will be kayaking next to glaciers. We um, are just by waterfalls. It's, we do a little bit of hiking as well. I, I do offer that. So there is grounding as well through that um, particular retreat. Uh, it's very different though than the Grand Canyon. So those are the two retreats that we are offering at this moment. We also are doing our online healing program. I welcome you to this. Some people do all of these. Um, the online healing program is called The Trail, a community for truth, inspiration, hope, and healing. Every month I talk about a different uh, subject. We talk about um, something different every month. I bring in a guest expert. I also do a live training and we have a group coaching session. So there are three different online sessions for you to join. They are recorded, so if you can't make it, don't worry about it. You can watch it at your own pace. Uh, they are one hour, one hour sessions um, every, you know, like I said, three times a month. And so uh, le for less than the cost of a one-on-one -on -one coaching session with me. I really love this program. It is everything that I was looking for in a community prior to my trauma recovery at the age of 40. And so I took everything I have learned over these last eight years and created this for all of you. If you are looking for a little guidance on what to join, message me, Sarah at SarahSchultonKranz.com or my uh, beautiful director of operations, Joe, J-O at SarahSchultonKranz.com and let's see which one is the right fit for you. If you are simply looking for a little bit of everything and just want to go through my website, go for it. SarahSchultonKranz.com. It is um, uh, got a lot of great stuff in there from free resources all the way to online uh, different programs that you can follow and work at your own pace. With that, let's talk resiliency. Let's talk how to really overcome the difficult experiences or um, traumas, uh, any kind of um, things that are happening within your life. Resiliency is something, is a topic that I love jamming about. And so that's why I decided to do this holocast for all of you because Quite frankly, it is a topic that has been coming up over and over and over and over again within my individual clients, within my communities, um, talking to people, just my friends, my family members. And so again, go grab your journal, listen to this, and please share it with others. Get this into the world. We need one another more now more than ever. And then if you want to share your thoughts on social media, tag me on Instagram or Facebook and I would be I would love to reshare everything that you are also tagging me on right and so that's why we're here enjoy this episode I love you have a wonderful wonderful time listening learning and transforming through what you hear Hey friends, welcome to another episode of the Live Boldly podcast. This is a solo cast and we are going to be discussing all about resiliency through trauma. How do we stay resilient? How do we find that space within ourselves to keep going when we feel like life just freaking sucks? Um, I, <laughs> as we all know, uh, there are many moments over the last few years that I'm sure we have all woke up and um, looked at the day, like, how am I going to get through this? 
And why do I feel like I'm on the hamster wheel of uh, never ending what's happening? Um, so today I wanted to bring this up because this has been a topic that's really been at the center forefront of a lot of conversations that I've been having lately. And a lot of people have been freaking asking me, how did you get so resilient? Uh, so grab your journals because I want to dive in with you. And we are going to make this about, I think, like a 30-minute conversation dependent on how much caffeine I had this morning <laughs> and where I'm at with my HANA 1. Because as we all know, for those of you, I love my HANA 1. Um, and if you want to go into HANA, go and purchase some because I'm telling you this stuff rocks. Um, HANA, I have, and this is all of a sudden I'm plugging this and I was not planning it, but um, HANA is a product that I use. I'm 48 and I use this. It is an all natural, um, uh, amazing superfood. And right now I'm drinking it actually in my hot water. Um, and you can go to HANA One, HANA Life and put in Sarah 20 and get 20% off. And I don't was not planning on plugging that, but I just did. So let's talk about resiliency. Why resiliency is so flipping important. So resiliency is, first of all, I want to just like take a pause. And there is something that I do often, which is I ask myself, what does this mean to me? What does the word resiliency mean to you? What does it mean to be resilient? Um, you know, I, I have my clients do this often when we are going through their values work. I will ask them, okay, so uh, if any of you have done values work, it is the basis of who we are as humans. These are the things that we walk true north in every day. Integrity, for example, um, if anybody followed me during 2021, what are we, 2022 right now? 2021, uh, one of the words that came up to me over and over and over again was integrity. And that is a space of, for me, uh, walking in my integrity um, every single day. It is uh, walking true north in what I believe in and what I know to be true within my own heart and soul, right? And so um, that was the word that really got defined big for me in 2021. So when I'm working with my clients, I ask them, what does love mean to you now versus even five years ago? Like, has your definition changed? What is um, the word truth to you or honesty or uh, forgiveness? Maybe the term forgiveness has changed for you over the years. So I want to start, let's just get to the basic and ask ourselves, what does resiliency mean to you? What does it mean to be resilient? For me, resiliency means, uh, it, you know, there's a lot of different facets to it. It's being uh, courageous and brave. And um, it's, it's allowing myself to step into a place when things get tough, where I know to go back to the tools and access the things within me that allow me to stay centered, to respond in a place from love, to not react from a place of um, anger or of... Uh, of, of um, sadness or what have you, but to truly be able to take, to pull myself up by my bootstraps and to move forward in what I know to be true. So to me, that's resiliency and resiliency always, always, always like everything in my life comes from a foundation of love. So resiliency also comes from a foundation of love for self. So when I can be resilient, when I can stand in resiliency, when I can walk through the most difficult times of my life with resiliency, right? It's always because there is a, the foundation of it is from love. And, uh, you know, I always ask myself this question too, and you'll hear me say this over and over again. When I take my last breath on this earth, I always say I'm going to be 108. 
I don't know where 108 comes from. It's coming from somewhere. And so when I take my last breath, I want as that 108 year old woman taking her last breath to be able to say your life kicked ass. And I am really proud of you, Sarah. And uh, I want to be able to um, to look back and say, you know, I'm proud of you for leaving a, a positive mark on this world and um, for leaving a legacy that uh, is only going to impact your family and friends and community, your clients, those people, the world um, in a positive way. And so, you know, when I think of resiliency, um, I think of my 108 year old self being able to look back on the woman today and say, I'm proud of you for learning, for uh, embracing the fr from the life lessons that you have been handed and, and for learning from them and being able to create better because of it. So resiliency, when I think of it, it's not from a place of fight, right? Like that's, we. I was just having a conversation with um, the people in my trail, I believe it was, yeah, my trail group last night, my online healing community. And we were talking about where does the source of resiliency come from for so many of us? And perhaps in our past or maybe societal norms, mindset ways, people may think of resiliency as being something where um, you're fighting, right? I'm resilient. I'm fighting. I'm, I'm, I'm curbing off whatever it is. I don't, I don't, I honestly do not view it as that, right? I view it not as a fight, but as a place from learning acceptance and love. And so when I think of my greatest, most amazing, uh, resilient spaces, I think of the times when I have allowed myself to open to something so much greater. So when we think of fighting, I think of constricting, right? I think of when I'm in that fight, it is, um, uh, the basis of fight is to keep ourselves safe. And so, so many times, um, and, and I'm not saying fighting isn't always so isn't is always bad. It's not like sometimes we have to be able to stand up and in, in for uh, the betterment of good, right? And so, when I think though of fighting and resiliency, I think of um, I think of fighting as being almost like a constricted space when I am thinking resiliency. And so, when I think of resiliency, I want to be able to step into opening myself up to something so much greater, some, so much, um, opening myself to, to all of the life's possibilities and amazingly magical moments. Right. And so how do we do that? That, when I think of opening, when I think of, um, abundance, I think of love. And so I feel into that space. And so when I'm thinking of, or when I'm talking about this space, I want you to really ask yourself, when it comes to my resilient moments in life, when have I been most resilient? When have I been able to overcome or to walk through this difficulty in my life? When has the resiliency allowed us to open to something so much larger and greater in our life? And so, you know, one of the things that I do is I also look back on my patterns and I look back on one of the times in my, when have the times in my life been, when have I been most resilient? And when I've been most resilient, it's been when I have stood in my own self-love and in my own self-worthiness to be able to walk through the most difficult moments. So let's talk about how do we become more resilient human beings? First of all, define the damn term. <laughs> like what is resiliency to you? And really sit in that, right? Not from our head, but from our heart. Like really go into our heart and ask ourselves, 
what does resiliency mean with within my heart and within my soul? Not the headspace of what society has probably tried to teach us is resiliency. And uh, and first of all, define it. Okay, step one, define it. What does it mean to you? And then I want you to to just kind of feel into when it comes to resiliency, when you've felt most resilient in your life, who has been around you? Who has uh, been there for you? Who have you looked up to as your models, as your mentors when it comes to resiliency? And those people don't have to be, they don't even have to be people. They can be, uh, you know, those who have uh, passed. Um, It could be people who are no longer here in the physical form. Who in this, um, who within your heart can you look at, can you be with who have been models and mentors for resiliency in your life and, you know, really start to play into or, or, or look at and be with those people because when we can, when we can watch others, right. When we can like learn from others, uh, those people that have been resilient in their life, when we can look at them and really start to pull back the layers and decipher, well, how have they gotten to this place? How have they, how have they become so resilient in their life or what tools are they using? How are they being most present in their life um, that has allowed them to get resilient? So one of the people that I have been reading and I talk about her is Dr. Edith Eager. She is one hell of a resilient woman. And what's really interesting about when I sit with, and I've I've been reading her book, The Gift, um, that's just it. She looks at her life as a gift, right? She doesn't hold on to the uh, the difficult moments. She doesn't operate from this space of scarcity or from this space of constriction or anger or why me or victim. One of the things that we've been talking about lately is um, I've been titling it passive aggressive passive aggressive victimhood, and how many people. Um, you know, we hear of toxic positivity where it's like, just get over it. Okay. Yeah. When we go through difficult times in our life. Um, but then there's also something where it's almost like passive aggressive victimhood where, uh, people play into, they, they don't, they, they don't, um, how do I explain this? They don't always step into survivor, right. From, from a place of, um, they, they stay in the victim space, I guess is what I'm, that's what I'm getting to. So they become very passive aggressive within that victim space. Like the woe is me. Right. And so that's something that, that we've been, I've been having this conversation with people about because, Sometimes we find power in staying in that victim space because we don't want to hold others or ourselves accountable for what got us there. And so uh, we, well, we don't want to hold ourselves accountable, but then we also um, perhaps want to hold the other person so accountable that we don't uh, step into our own resiliency to become the survivor. We hold them accountable and want to hold them accountable. So we stay in that space of victim of, well, you did this, 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 right? To this other person. And the more that we hold them, we 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 project or not even project, but we hold, we want to hold them so accountable for the thing that we went through that we sometimes uh keep ourselves there too, right? So we keep ourselves in that victim mode and I know this is a little bit of a tangent here. Um, 
And I, I just want to bring it up though, because by allowing ourselves to step into that space of love and into that space of resiliency to overcome, we then don't stay in that victim space. We don't stay there. We decide, you know what? I've survivorship feels so damn good. I want to step into that instead. And so, you know, when it comes to this place of how do you become resilient? Number one, you embrace the fact that you don't want to stay in victim space. You say, this sucks. This doesn't feel good anymore. Right. And that also means that then you are taking responsibility for your learning. Right. And you are shifting the story. You are saying to yourself, um, you're refraining, you're reframing your thoughts into, I don't have to stay here. I, you're making a cognizant choice of, I don't have to stay in the space of the trauma of the victim. I can embrace the love of self and embrace this resiliency within me to be able to step into this survivor space because it feels so damn good over there. Um, I've said this before as Dr. Edith Eager, one of my favorite quotes that she has said is we all walk through the valley of death or darkness at some point in our life. And it's our responsibility to not set up camp there. And when I read that quote from her, I was like, whoa, that is some serious resilient shit right there. Like that is resiliency. And the the whole the whole part of it that that just like makes me sit here and go, yes, please, yes, is the fact that it comes full circle into love. It is uh it's not a fight, it's an acceptance, and it is a survivorship space that feels so good that once you've experienced it once, you you want to keep experiencing it. And it means work. It does mean work. It does mean, you know, picking yourselves up by your bootstraps sometime and uh, and really understanding your own coping skills, which, okay, let's talk about coping skills. So the one thing about resiliency, find coping skills that are very, very healthy for you. Um, <laughs> I'm only laughing because I remember all of the TikToks in uh, 2020 where people were um, walking down the street and they were showing, they were opening up people's garbage cans and there were bottles and bottles and bottles of wine, like empty bottles of wine within the garbage cans. And I was like, wow, those coping skills are going to catch up to you. So, you know, we all know that we have in society, we have a very addictive nature. We just simply do there. Um, uh, we, uh, tend to, um, as humans move from one addiction to the other. And our coping skills, um, when we pick things and choose things that are not healthy for us, they catch up to us. So when we're talking about that resilient nature, okay, I want you to really prioritize you when it comes to your coping skills and pick healthy coping skills that allow you to feed the resiliency and the light within you to then step into that space of survivor. Okay. And that space of healthy. So when it comes to coping skills, like, oh, I'm just going to throw some out there for you. Uh, you know, go for a damn walk, just get up and go for a walk, right? When you are going through the difficult traumas in your life, the difficult moments, 
get up and move, go outside, go for a walk, go for a run, go for, you know, just go plop yourself on the grass and look at, watch the clouds. Um, you know, for me, I'm out in uh, California. I pick my paddleboard up and I go onto the ocean and I sit out there in the, in the couple miles, four miles offshore. And I just sit I meditate. So um, I allow myself to watch the birds. I get present with the ripples in the ocean. I, you know, I might listen to music during some of it. I might listen to a podcast um, or I might just simply listen to nature. And you know what else I do? I scream. So a really good coping mechanism is not to hold things in. So um, I was telling my group last night, my trail group, I said, uh, my online healing community, set a timer or no, you know what? It was my Grand Canyon community. That's what it was. I had a couple of calls last night. My Grand Canyon community, I told them set a timer. So one of the things that I used to do as well, when I was going through my trauma recovery was um, I would literally give myself one minute and I would set a timer and I'd say, okay, Sarah, you got one minute to cry. You got one minute to scream. You got one minute to let it out. And once that minute was up, you're literally like, it's like training yourself, right? To let it out as much as you can, because you have that time, right? Or if you're on like, maybe you just need to complain, you know, set a timer and complain, just like let it out, right? Like, I'm so angry that they did this, whatever it is. And then once that's done, give yourself permission to step back into self-love, give yourself permission to step, step back into the space of light, right? And of uh, uh, and of, um, really like your own, uh, worthiness for self. And so give yourself only so much time, let it out and then turn that faucet and say, okay, I'm going to let it out for this long and then close it up and say, okay, once you're done, if you need to keep going, keep going. Right. Obviously. Um, and, uh, and then give yourself permission to get happy again, give yourself permission to smile, give yourself permission to hug yourself and to say, okay, you, you've released it. You've let it go. Now it's time to step back into what is important, which is, um, being, being, you know, just allowing yourself to get back to peace. So prioritize you when it comes to finding coping skills that work for you. And what you're literally doing is you're training yourself. And you're saying to yourself, okay, you're training your, your body, mind, heart, uh, soul, um, spirit, everything. Like you're completely in alignment. You're training yourself that when things happen, because they do, um, they're going to keep happening. Like this is life. We lose people. We, um, people pass away. We have really shitty things happen to us. Um, we, you know, have people hurt us. Uh, you know, earthquakes happen in our life. And we, when that happens, how do we become resilient with it? We train ourselves to be able to get to that place of resiliency. And then, you know, a couple of other things that, that I just want to um, bring up as well, that really has helped me in my, uh, in my life is finding um, the attitude of, I, I really just want to be happy finding that attitude and that internal space within me of, I don't want to stay in a space of, um, 
negative thoughts or of pain or of um, sadness. I literally have gotten to that place in realization, especially over the last couple of years, that you're only here for a short time. You, we're not, we, we are, and we have no idea how long that is, by the way. I mean, goodness sakes, already this year, we've lost Betty White, Sidney Poitier, and then, um, uh, what's his name from, um, why am I drawing a blank right now? Um, I am so sorry. I'm totally, this is trauma brain. It was just right there. And then I just lost it. Um, my point is though, is that we've, you know, we've lost some like really important people already this, this, uh, this year. And it, and, um, Danny Tanner, but I can't remember his name offhand. What the hell? Anyhow, um, uh, it's going to come to me. I, and my point being though, is that we've lost, uh, some really important people and, when we have things like that happen to us, we have this realization of, we don't know when our time is up and we have no idea. We're not, we're not given that the day that we are born. And so we want to make sure that we are leaving an imprint. We are walking the walk that we are, that we are walking true North, right? When I say true North, I mean, from our values, from our moral compass, from like the way that we were quite frankly, intentionally placed on here to live, right? That becoming that person that we were born to be. And the only way to do that is to truly continue to pull back the layers and say, when really hard, difficult things happen, I'm going to pick myself up. I'm going to become that resilient person again, that resilient woman and that resilient man and that resilient child, whomever it is. And I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep moving forth, knowing that we don't know when our last day is here on this earth. We don't know what's going to happen to us along the way. Right. And so training yourself to get back up and um, when it does get tough is a really important thing to do. Now, here's where I'm going to say something to all of you that, and anybody that knows if you're in my If you've worked with me, you've watched me, you've been a part of this community in any certain way, right? Um, One of the things that I talk to everybody about is we are a mindset society. And this is one of the most important last pieces that I want to leave with you. We are a mindset society, okay? So personal development, for example, so many times, um, you know, it's been society has told us certain things like we've we have externally looked we have looked outward right for our answers we have um read the books but maybe not processed them in our heart we have um asked the questions and used the answers that others have said hey do it this way we so many times live in our head okay And what I'm asking you to do when it comes to resiliency, when I'm asking you to um, pick yourself back up and to walk the walk true north, I am asking you to do it from your heart. I am asking you to align, right, in full body, mind, heart, spirit, soul, all the way through. Ask yourself the, the hard question of who am I? And who do I want to be? How do I want to be? Resiliency happens when we 
get back to that place of our heart where we truly, truly know who we are and how we want to live our days. And we're not doing it from a place of our head of how we think it should be, but we're walking from a place of how we feel that we want to be in this lifetime, of how we are choosing every day to take those steps, right? And so resiliency is so much more than our head. It's so much more than just training from the thoughts. It's literally, um, you are training yourself from full body, mind, heart, spirit, soul. You are looking at your internal self all the way through and through and saying, answering that really big question, who am I? And how do I want to be in this world? Uh, I ask my clients this all the time. We start all of our retreats. We start our programs with the intention space, right? What is your intention for being here? How do you want to be right now? Who do you want to become? And when you are that 108-year-old human or when you are that um, person leaving this earth, uh, taking that last breath, how do you want to have looked back on your life? How do you want to have um, created change in this in this lifetime, in this world? How do you want to be able to look back and see yourself, right? And it starts now. It truly starts right now. This is the place and the time that you are allowing yourself to step into something so much different than you have in the past, which means um, that space of resiliency for love, right? That space of love, that space of truly surrendering to everything that is possible in this world. That's resiliency. When we can do that, when we can step in to this and allow ourselves to be resilient in the moment, right? Not reacting, but responding from a place of heart, responding from a place of who we are. We are literally telling the universe, okay, trust, surrender, open, right? And I know that I am operating for my highest good and that everything in this lifetime is happening for me so that I can become who I am meant to be. Why I was placed on this earth in the in the first place, right? Why I was born into this lifetime. So I want to leave you with that. Um, Bob Saget, that's who it was. Thank you. Danny Tanner, love that show so much. And uh, and remind, just, just sit with, I want everybody to sit with right now, just sit with this space of who do I want to be? How do I want to be? Right. And um, we are all worthy, loving, incredible humans, worthy of the best life possible. So go back and start journaling on the resiliency piece. What does it mean to you? Where have you been resilient in your past? Um, Who are those people that you can look up to that are resilient? How can you learn from them? How are you going to prioritize yourself when it comes to this life and being resilient through it? Your own coping skills, please make sure that they are healthy ones. 
get outside, walk in nature, allow yourself to uh, uh, retrain your thought, your thoughts, right, um, into uh, um, positive um, experiences, learning experiences um, in life. Uh, so, if any of you are interested, we have Grand Canyon retreats coming up again as well. Um, we are filled up for our February retreat. Is got a wait list, as I mentioned earlier. April is filling right now. We do an online healing program, The Trail, a community for truth, inspiration, hope, and healing. We meet once a month. We talk about um, subjects. This actually, this month was about resili resiliency. I bring in a guest speaker. I do a live training. We also do a group coaching session. They're amazing. Um, if you have not signed up for my uh, for my um, newsletter, please go do it, sarahschultoncrans.com. There is a lot of amazing stuff happening within this year. Oh, and then we've got the Alaska retreat in July. Hello. The Alaska retreat is in July. We are going to be kayaking out of Whittier, Alaska, um, which is going to be amazing. They always are co-ed, male, female. Uh, we camp, we have just, we kayak next to glaciers. Um, we also have a Grand Canyon retreat in July um, and over Thanksgiving of 2022 as well. So go into my website, check it all out. Let's keep this conversation flowing. Uh, follow me on Instagram, on Facebook and tag me your thoughts and let's um, be ripples of positive change for one another. Be ripples of resilient, positive, beautiful change for one another. All my love to all of you. My friends, thank you for listening to the Live Boldly podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I am so grateful to have you here. I'd love to invite you over to sarahschultoncrans.com to receive five free meditations recorded by me or download your free guide on how nature is your perfect healing therapy. My site has many free resources to guide you on your life journey, many that I used myself while on my road from victim to survivor. And also, please, I ask that you share my podcast with those who may need inspiration, information, or who may need to hear from others going through where they are right now. To grow this podcast, please leave an iTunes review and subscribe. Go find it on other platforms such as Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Please also go to my Instagram or Facebook page, leave a message in my comments and tell me what you think of this episode. Please share in your stories and tag me. I'd love to reshare and celebrate your healing journey. I love hearing from each one of you. Let's keep the ripple going. It begins with each one of us. I love you. And as I always say, I believe in you, us, always. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.